we welcome you to the Tabernacle Podcast, brought to you by the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. If you'd like to learn more about Tabernacle, you can visit our website, tabernaclebaptistchurch.com. You can find other sermons like this one on Apple Podcast, YouTube, and Sermon Audio. It is our prayer that God has used this message to be an encouragement to your heart. We're in Luke chapter number 2. We begin reading here in verse number 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us go now even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things which they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. Let's pray together. Our Father, this evening we are grateful uh, for your word and the opportunity we have to read it together. We pray the Holy Spirit would be our teacher, that the Lord Jesus would be our preacher, and that you would help us to receive your truth, help us to respond to it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to speak to you this evening on this subject, how to honor Christ this Christmas, how to honor Christ this Christmas. And I want to give you three very practical ways that you can honor Christ this Christmas and would take them from the example that the shepherds set for us on the very first Christmas. Uh, Here in these verses in chapter number two, we have the arrival of the Savior His birth is recorded for us here in the opening verses of Luke chapter 2. Then we have the announcement of the angels as they have appeared to the shepherds to proclaim that the Savior has been born. And then we see the action of the shepherds, and that's really what we're looking at tonight is how did they respond to this good news? How did they respond to the birth of the Savior, and how should we respond to the good news uh, of Jesus Christ in this hour as we enter into the Christmas season of 2021. Now, I ask that all of you have this red card, and I want to point to it in a little bit, so keep it near you. And uh, we're going to talk about some practical things that apply specifically to our church uh, in these uh, Christmas days that we're entering into. 
We'll note three things here this evening. Number one, seek Christ this Christmas. That's a very practical way that we can honor the Lord here at Christmas, seek Christ this Christmas. Number two, make Christ known this Christmas. Make him known. And then finally, give Christ praise this Christmas. Give Christ praise this Christmas. And these examples, these uh, these practical, helpful ways that we can honor the Lord are all things that we learn from observing the shepherds in their actions as they responded uh, to the arrival of the Savior and the announcement of the angels. Uh, number one, if we're going to honor the Lord Jesus Christ this Christmas, we must seek Christ this Christmas. Seek him. Notice again in verse 15, And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing, which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. So here we find the shepherds are out doing their job, taking care of the sheep. And on that evening when the Savior was born, the angels appeared to them. The Bible says again in verse 9, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. So the lights came on that night. An angel appeared to them, and they were sore afraid, and so would you and I have been had we been there. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. Now no doubt they'd received some measure of good tidings in their life, but none like this, because... At no time in their lives had they ever seen the bright light and heard the voice of the angel proclaim these things to them. So they knew that this was a significant event. In fact, it's such a significant event, it's changed our world. It's changed our world and saved the souls of humanity. He said, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, the city of David, of course, being Bethlehem. And so the Lord Jesus, the Messiah, had been born, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. How are we going to know of all the babies in Bethlehem? How are we going to know who it was? Well, you'll find him in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. And suddenly, the Bible says, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. Not only now do they see the angel, but they see a multitude of the heavenly host, angels, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. They'd never had a night like this. Man, did they have a story to tell about work that night, right? Verse 15, and it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another. Well, that was amazing. Time to go back to work. What's the score? Who's playing tonight? Did you get my Christmas wish list? No. 
That's not what they said, right? Did you hear the latest news? No. You see, they had heard news that forever would change them. They heard news that the Savior had come, the Messiah had been born, and it was announced in such a glorious and wonderful way, there was no doubt to the authenticity of the message. And so they made a decision. The decision was to respond to what they had heard. It's amazing in this world that we have the news of the message of Christ and many are content not to respond. In fact, few seem to be interested in even hearing it. And they often, when they hear it, shrug their shoulders and go about their business. I even think that sometimes you and I can fall into that snare. Having received the grace of the Lord and his mercy and his salvation, it truly is a temptation to forget how amazing our God truly is, isn't it? Uh, to lose the wonder of it all. It happens to us, doesn't it? That's why we have to maintain our relationship with the Lord. And so when the shepherds heard the news, they honored Christ on Christmas by seeking Christ at Christmas. They sought him. They got together and said, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. They didn't take it for granted that of all the people in the world that he had appeared to them. The shepherds saw the angels because God chose to reveal it to the shepherds. Aren't you glad that God chose to reveal his son to you? What a glorious thing. Whether it was at Bible school as a seven-year-old or at work or at home or in a church service, a neighbor knocking on your door, the Lord Jesus sent the messenger to reveal himself to you. And so how do you respond? You respond by seeking him. Verse 16, and they came with haste. That means they came with purpose. They came uh, intentionally. They came uh, with some pace and some intensity. They came with haste. They didn't drag their feet. You, you didn't have to talk them into it. You didn't have to beg them to come. They were stirred by what they had heard, and they responded by seeking Jesus, and they found him. Seek the Lord while he may be found. That's what Isaiah said in Isaiah 55 and verse 6. Call ye upon him while he is near. You see, we have the opportunity to seek the Lord. Uh, those who do not know him have the opportunity this Christmas to receive him as their Savior. You and I who do know him have the opportunity to continue to seek him and not lose him in the midst of this Christmas season. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. Is there sin in your life? Confess it. Turn from it. Repent of it. And the unrighteous man, his thoughts 
the wickedness of our thoughts and all that occupies our mind that needs to be forsaken, that needs to be confessed, that needs to be cleansed, we have an opportunity as we enter into the Christmas season to seek the Lord in this fashion. And let him return unto the Lord. Have you drifted away from him? This Christmas season provides you and I a great opportunity to come and return to the Lord. And there's some good news here Isaiah gives us. And he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. You say, well, I have abundantly sinned. I've got good news for you. Where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. And the Lord will abundantly pardon. He will abundantly pardon. Oh, Satan loves to hold our sins over our heads, doesn't he? To point the finger of condemnation. But Jesus is a merciful Savior. Seek Christ this Christmas. Don't lose him in the midst of the activity, the hustle and bustle of our lives. Make him a priority. The Bible says in Ezra chapter 7 and verse 10, for Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach in Israel the statutes and judgments. Ezra prepared himself to seek the Lord. He prepared his heart to seek the Lord. May God help us to prepare our hearts to seek him. Now, how do we find him? How do we, how do we experience him? How, how do we encounter him? How do we commune with him? Well, we find him in the scriptures, don't we? In the word of God. I, I want to encourage you here at Christmas. Make a determination in your heart that you're going to read the Bible. Have you read the Bible? Have you read the Word of God? Someone recently asked me, he said, where do I start? I said, well, where do you start most books? You start them in the beginning. So start there. Start in the beginning and read through the Bible. Have you ever read through the Bible? If you haven't, you need to. Do you want God to speak to you? Well, how does he speak to you? He speaks to you through his Word. Do you want God to strengthen you and increase your faith? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do you want your mind to be renewed and conformed to the image of Christ? Well, how does that take place? By allowing God's thoughts to fill your heart and mind. And how are God's thoughts communicated to us in his word? So if you want to honor the Lord this Christmas, seek him. Seek him in the scriptures. In fact, why don't you give him a gift this Christmas. Here's the gift, your resolution, with his grace and his help, your determination, your resolve to read the Bible. We're entering into a new year. Read the Word of God. Read God's Word. Make a determination that you're going to gather the manna every day. Read the Word of God. John chapter 5, verse 39, search the Scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. What is the purpose of the Scriptures? To testify of Jesus, to declare him to us. If I want to see him, if I want to hear him, if I want to know him, there is only one way for that to take place. I have to get in the Bible. I have to get in the Bible. 
Are you a young person? How much time do you give God? I've got to read this message. I've got to read this post. Read the greatest message ever communicated, the Word of God. You make time purposely, intentionally to seek Christ in the Scriptures. The Bible speaks of the Bereans, and they had come to hear Paul and Silas. The Bible says in Acts chapter 17 and verse 11, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. They didn't just come and hear the message. They went home and they searched the scriptures. They took some good notes and they studied for themselves. You see, if you really want to know the Lord, you can know him through his word, and you can know him through purposeful, intentional study. Search the scriptures. How often did they search them? Daily. Daily. Verse 12, therefore many of them believed. <laughs> they believed. Now these uh, of Berea, these were Jews who had a knowledge of, of the law, but when they heard the message of Christ, they heard Paul take the Old Testament truths and principles and apply them to the person of Jesus, and they said, okay, let's go back and examine that, and they did, and when they did, here's what they learned. They learned that what Paul had said was true, and they turned to faith in Christ. Matthew 6.33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Make that your priority this Christmas, to seek him. So if I'm going to honor Christ at Christmas, number one, I must seek Christ this Christmas. Seek him. Now would you take that red card? It says Christmas at Tabernacle. I hope you'll keep this with you and, and take a few extras and give them to people you work with or people who you live near or people that you're trying to witness to and encourage them to come and attend some of these events. Our candlelight service is Sunday, December 5th, next Sunday. Is that next Sunday? That's next Sunday. And um, it begins at 5 o'clock. Uh, it'll be a great service. Here's what we ask every person in our church to do, regardless of age, to bring food with you that night bring it in your grocery bags whatever you want to bring it in non-perishable food items okay things that we don't have to refrigerate or things that won't get moldy or non-perishable food items cans of vegetables and stuffing mix or potato mix or whatever it is cake mix um, things that people would put together for a meal Bring those food items, breakfast cereals, things that people would enjoy, not just for one meal, but something that will help them with their household needs. Bring those things. Uh, then in the service, we'll have candles to light, and we'll have children helping us. Uh, I think we're going to have the Christmas story read at the candlelight service. We'll sing some songs and and then the children will call out month by month all the months of the year. When you hear your birth month called out, 
then you can bring your offering and we'll lay it here in the altar. And so by the time we're finished, we'll have an altar full of grocery bags, an altar full of groceries. Afterwards, we'll move those groceries somewhere uh, where we will prepare to sort them and then distribute them. You can also bring a cash offering or you can write a check, whatever the case may be. In fact, you can give online if that's what you do, and we'll have a special uh, place there on the online giving uh, apparatus where you can designate your funds to this particular uh, need. And what we'll do is we'll go out and shop for ham and turkey and bread and all the things that we'll need to go with the non-perishable food items, and then they'll be delivered. So if you'd like to help us sort the food, if you'd like to help us deliver the food, then make sure you let Mr. Odom know that. That's an opportunity for you to seek the Lord this Christmas, to show the love of Christ, to honor him. <clears throat> then if you look at the next uh, event, our Christmas uh, program for Tabernacle Christian School, come in the door Friday, December 10th at 7 o'clock at the Hickory Metro Center. I hope many of you will come and be a part of that. Uh, we pray that many others in our community will come. We want people to know uh, what is happening. We want people to come. We want people to hear the kids sing. We want uh, the, the gospel message to be communicated, and we pray that God will use it in the lives of people. Why do we have a Christian school? It is to communicate the message of Christ to our students and to our community. And in this particular setting, through our students to our community. And so I hope that you'll plan to be with us. I hope that you'll invite people to come. And uh, we, we would love to have you. At that program, we'll receive an offering. Every dollar given in that offering will go to our staff Christmas bonuses this is the way we financed that uh, for many, many years. And so I hope if you want to uh, be a blessing to our staff this Christmas, you can give in that offering, and then our teachers and staff will receive Christmas bonuses as a result of your, your gift. Then on Wednesday, December 15th at 6.30, we're going to have a Christmas fellowship here. Now, we've been having our discipleship uh, classes on Wednesday evenings. We have the couples class in here. And uh, I, if you're married, I want you to be a part of that class. Now, if you're already in the men and ladies, and that's where you are, I'm not trying to pull you out of that. But I'm saying, if you're not plugged in anywhere, you need to be here on Wednesday evenings. We're looking at biblical truths concerning marriage. The study is me and my house. We're going to look at marriage. We're going to look at family and child rearing, all the things that go into that. And we're taking that time, Wednesday evening, 645. Uh, our men uh, have a study. And uh, that study is on the mind, renewing the mind. Our thinking, keeping the battle is the mind. And so if you'd like to be a part of that study, then you're, uh, you're welcome to be a part of that. Our ladies are, stutter, are studying how to manage your emotions. And uh, I know that's been a profitable study. I've heard great reports on both of those. And so you can be a part of that. I hope that you will take advantage of that. Now, when we get to the 15th, we're going to take a little break. And so we're going to have a church-wide Christmas fellowship 
that Wednesday. We'll have like a church-wide Christmas party almost. That's okay to do every once in a while, isn't it? Fellowship together. And uh, the more I go, the more I've learned we need that. And uh, I think sometimes we need to emphasize it more. So I hope you'll be a part of that. Now, if you don't come to the discipleship groups and you show up at the party, you might wonder if we're making a judgment. But we're not. We'll just be happy to see you, all right? But I hope that if you come to the party, you'll, you'll decide to come and be a part of the discipleship groups. Now, beginning with that fellowship on the 15th uh, and then through uh, the 1st of January, we'll suspend uh, those discipleship groups and we'll just meet here in the auditorium on Wednesday evening. Now, this is a little out of the ordinary for us. We've done it one other time, I think, but I think it's helpful. And uh, I think it's something that allows us to put a little more uh, zone in on a few more areas that we need help in. And so I, I plan to continue that next, uh, after the beginning of the year, uh, up and through uh, the end of the school year. And as we head into the summer months, we'll probably do something a little different. But I hope you'll be a part of that fellowship. I really do. And then Sunday evening, December 19th, we have our Christmas cantata. Our choir is working hard. They're a blessing to us, aren't they? Let's do our best to make sure that people are here to hear them. Uh, one of the things that people tell me that they love about this church, I'm waiting for them to say, it's your preaching, Pastor, it's your preaching. <laughs> but that's not what they say. Oh, we love the choir. It's so good. We love your music. I'm glad they love it, don't you? Yeah. And so we want them to hear the choir and the music. And then on Sunday, December 26th at 11 o'clock, we'll have one service that day, no Sunday school, one service the day after Christmas at 11 a.m. We'll sing hymns, we'll honor the Lord and worship him. And so that will be our schedule, all right, our schedule. We'll have uh, the dates that aren't listed here, the Wednesdays afterwards, we'll meet together. We'll have service here in the auditorium. We'll all be together. Uh, but these are the special dates. Now, here's what I'd like to encourage you to do. I'd like to encourage you to be a part of this, and I'd like to encourage you to pray for God's blessing upon this, and I would like for you to encourage others to be a part of it. That's what I'd like for you to do. Because what do we want to do? We want to honor the Lord this Christmas. So let's seek him. Well, we can't seek him unless we're in his word, unless we are together. And so may God help us to do it. Let me give the second thought. It really goes along with what I've been mentioning to you, and that is make Christ known this Christmas. Make Christ known. Look in verse 17. And when they had seen it, they heard it, they searched him out, they found him, and they saw him. And oh, can you see him lying there in that manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes, as they heard the message of the angels echoing in their ears and in their hearts, they knew they were beholding the face 
of the Son of God, the promise that he brought to them, the peace that he offered to them. And when they saw it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. Now, when the shepherds heard the news, they didn't say, well, hey, you know, let's go back to work. No, they said, let's go find him. And then when they found him, they didn't say, well, hey, let's just go back to work. No, that's not what they did. They said, we got to tell people about him. And so the shepherds became messengers. And they carried out the message of Jesus. We saw the Messiah. He was born tonight in Bethlehem. You wouldn't believe it. The angels appeared to us. The glory of God was shining all about them. Can you imagine hearing them testify about it? The jubilation, can you hear others having heard it, going telling their loved ones, their friends, and their community? They didn't have Facebook back then. Can you imagine the post if they had? Something amazing happened. The Messiah is here. We need to tell people about him. Hey, can I tell you that something amazing has happened? Your sins have been forgiven. Your soul has been saved. You're on your way to heaven. That's amazing. That's amazing. It bears repeating, doesn't it? It needs to be told. It needs to be rehearsed. It needs to be exclaimed. You see, the disciples, or the shepherds rather, went out and they told others about him. That's what the Lord told us to do. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. We are commissioned to be witnesses. That's who we are, and that's what we do. That's what Peter said when he was told no longer to preach the name of Jesus. He asked the question, we ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be prince and savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things. Now, Peter wasn't there the night that he, the, that he was born, and, and he wasn't there uh, when the shepherds uh, published the message. But he was there when he arose to see the resurrected Savior. And he said, we're witnesses. Are you a witness? Are you a witness of the saving power of Jesus? Are you a witness of the resurrection life of Christ? If so, you have been commissioned to tell others about it. Now, in the back, there are gospel tracts. And they're Christmas tracts. Here's what I'd like for you to do. I'd like for you to hand out one a week. Just one a week until Christmas. Can you do that? Well, that's such an easy request. Many of us could handle, hand out many more than one a week. But let's just resolve to hand out one a week. And if we hand out more than that, then hallelujah. But let's at least give out one a week. But here's what I want us to do. Before we give it out, I want us to pray over that track. And I want us to ask God 
to direct us to the person who needs it. And then when we encounter that person, let's put it in their hands, having prayed over it. Do you think that could make a difference? I think it could, couldn't it? Let's give gospel tracts this Christmas. Let's invite people to our services. Invite them to the fellowship. Invite them to the cantata. Invite them to be here on a Sunday morning to hear the message of God's word. Here's something else you can do. You can share your testimony. That's your story. It's unique to you. I love hearing the stories of how people came to know the Lord. As I mentioned, uh, Jay and, and Lori joined our church this morning, and my wife and I met with them, and we talked to them about their story. And their stories as individuals are, 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 are really different but amazing. And then to see how God brought them together and how God brought them here. It's an amazing story. Your story is an amazing story because God has intervened in your life and he has saved you and he's given you a home in heaven. You can share that testimony. You can carry gospel tracts. You can invest in the souls of men. How can I invest in the souls of men? With my time, just getting interested in them, spending time with them, with my energy. You know, when you talk to people, when you witness to people, you spend time with people, it expends energy. Your money, your finances. Uh, one of the things that we want to share with you next week is uh, we want to be a blessing to our missionaries here at Christmas, every one of them. And that requires our giving. And so we'll have an opportunity to do that with our finances. The money we invest in our Christian school, the money we invest in the ministry, the bus ministry, the soul winning ministries, the money we've invested in the gospel booklets, the essential booklets this year. I think it's, what, about 5000 for every order? And we're in our second order. So we've invested as a church $10,000 in these gospel booklets. Why would we do that? Because we want people to hear the message of the gospel. But we have to invest our time to get them on the doors, to get them in the hands. We have to invest our energy to make sure they get them. And so may the Lord help us this Christmas to honor him by making him known this Christmas, telling people about him. The world needs to hear. They cannot be saved unless they believe. They cannot believe unless they hear. They cannot hear unless a messenger is sent to them. You're that messenger. Here's the third thing. Give Christ praise this Christmas. Give Christ praise this Christmas. Look at verse 20. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. They were worshiping the name of the Lord. You see, not only did they seek him, not only did they find him and then tell others about him, but they worshiped him. They gave him praise. They ascribed unto him the glory that was due his name. The word worship speaks of the fact that he is worthy of our love and devotion. He is worthy of our praise. Let me remind you this Christmas that Jesus Christ is worthy of our worship. He's worthy. 
how do you make the decision whether or not to return to church on Sunday evening? Well, I'll tell you how you should make it. He's worthy. How do you make the decision on whether or not to return on Wednesday evening? I'll tell you how you should make it. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Now, in Luke 22, the Bible said in verse 22, or Luke 2, verse 22, rather, Luke 2, verse 22, when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him, that's the babe, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Verse 25, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same, came, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. Now Simeon had been told by the Lord that he would not see death until he had seen the Messiah. So we come to verse 28. Simeon then encountering the babe, then took he him up in his arms, <clears throat> excuse me, and blessed God. He praised God. He worshiped God. That's what it means. And said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Simeon took that baby up in his arms and he gave God glory. He took the Son of God into his arms and he gave him praise. He exalted him. Verse 36, And there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years. Here's an 84-year-old lady who departed not from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So here's Mary and Joseph bringing the babe, Jesus, the Son of God, uh, into the temple to, to give the sacrifice. And uh, they can't even get to the place to give the sacrifice uh, be, before they're encountered, or they encounter rather, a man named Simeon and a woman named Anna, and what are they doing? They're worshiping the Lord. They're bringing glory to his name. They're exalting him. Why is it that we gather? What is it that we do? We're here to worship the name of the Lord Jesus. We're here to lift him up. We're here to magnify him. That's what we do when we assemble together. Why in the world would we ever want to miss that opportunity? And guess what? We're always going to find him in the tabernacle. We're always going to find him in the temple. He's always going to be here. Why would I ever want to miss that? Give Christ praise this Christmas. Matthew 2, verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold... There came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. So Herod, when he heard that, he was troubled. He got the scribes together and the Pharisees together and the lawyers together. They said, Where is the Messiah going to be born? They said, He's going to be born in Bethlehem. So he sent these wise men from the east. He sent them to Bethlehem looking for Jesus. Verse 9. When they heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east 
went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they'd opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. What did they do? They honored him. They worshiped him. They, 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 they fell on their faces. They gave precious gifts to him. So this Christmas, we can honor the Lord. We can honor Christ with our worship, with our praise. But we can do it two ways. Number one, and both ways need to be, both of these things need to be true in our lives. We can worship him personally, personally, through prayer and intercession through scripture reading and study, through meditation and memorization of the word of God. As I said earlier, let's make a decision. Let's make a decision to read the Bible, to seek after Jesus, to hear his message, to spend time with him, to speak to him through prayer, to speak on behalf of others who are in great need, in intercessory prayer. And then to pursue holiness. That's a part of our personal worship. To pursue holiness. To live a life that is pleasing to the Lord. Now, all of us have struggles. All of us have besetting sins. All of us have areas that are problematic and unique to us. Now, they're not all totally unique to us. Some of us share some of those same things. But our, our situation, of course, is unique to our personality. I want you to know that you have a faithful high priest who loves you and he cares for you. And his desire for your life is that you live a holy life, holy, pure, righteous. Don't you think it would be pleasing to him? Don't you think it would be pleasing to him if this Christmas and this year coming up, you and I resolved to seek the Lord to become more holy? He said, be ye holy as I am holy. I can worship him by living a life that is pleasing to him. So present your body to him as a living sacrifice. Don't present it to the world. Present it to him. You can honor him personally, but you can honor him corporately. I'm coming to a close here. Corporately. You see, we are commanded to worship the Lord not only personally, but corporately. That means as a group, as a body of believers together. We're not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is. How do we do so? Well, we do so in song. <laughs> what do we like to do at Christmas? We like to sing, don't we? Well, let's keep singing. Let's sing about him. In service, that's worship, giving service to the Lord, serving in the orchestra, ser serving in the nursery, serving as an usher, serving as a greeter, uh, serving uh, with the uh, watchman ministry, serving in the nursery. 
serving, helping distribute blessing bags and collecting food and distributing that. All of that, all of those things are acts of service that we can do. Serving in the Sunday school, the Wednesday night Bible club for the children or for the teens. We, we can serve the Lord. Let's serve him. Let's do things to, uh, to, to please him and to worship him and to honor him and to exalt him. So we worship him corporately in song and service and then in stewardship in our giving. In our giving. Let's be faithful in the, manner, the matter of our giving. God willing, in just a, a few weeks, we'll be closing on this property next door. It's apparently turned into a truck stop. I didn't know that. But <clears throat> My wife called me on the way to church, and I said, why are all these trucks out here? I said, I don't know. And then I gave her the answer I always give everybody. Ask Brother Odom. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. I, I didn't really tell her that, but I do tell a lot of people that. But he doesn't know either. I'll just save you the trouble. It's not a truck stop. <laughs> it's the Lord's property soon, right? And we want to use it to bring glory and honor to him. But we've got to pay for it. We, gotta, we have to invest in it. We must give. A great way to honor the Lord this Christmas is by giving. Now, let me just save you a lot of trouble. Amazon's really behind on their deliveries. Most people don't have in stock the thing that you think you have to buy your kids because you feel guilty not buying it for them. Or for your loved ones. You say, I got to get them a gift because it's Christmas time. Well, do you really? I mean, what is it that you really, really need? I said to my wife, what is it that we need? I can't think of a single thing I need. I mean, I can think of some things I would enjoy, but I, I can't think of many things that I need. And, and I'm not discouraging you from buying gifts for your loved ones. Here's the problem. We, most of us overdo it, do we not? But have we been accused of overdoing it in the area of our stewardship for the Lord? So this Christmas, let's think about how we can honor Christ. What gift can I give him? my song, my service, my stewardship, my presence, my time, my attention. Let's honor him. Let's not go through another Christmas without seeking him, without making him known, and without giving him praise. Thank you for listening. We pray that God has used his word to speak to you today. If you'd like to learn more about Tabernacle, you can visit us online at tabernaclebaptistchurch.com. There, you'll find additional information about our church, opportunities to partner with us financially, as well as other resources that we hope can be a help to you. May God bless you, and thank you once again for listening.